Welcome to the Slappy Cut Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Slappy Cut Podcast. What episode, episode are we up to? This is episode five, Tyler. Is it? Yep. Wow. We've uh, we've come a long way. Haven't been kicked off any platforms yet. We haven't been kicked <laughs> off yet, to my knowledge. And I did have a private call yesterday. I was a bit worried. Did you? <laughs> it was Spotify saying... Yeah. I've been yeah. told by a few people not to mention anybody's names anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've been threatened. No name dropping. No name dropping. Unless it's good, apparently. Yeah, that's no, been all right. How's, um, <laughs> how's your week been, mate? It's been all right. I went for a surf yesterday. First surf in... Well, actually... Oh, second, I went for a surf at Easter. Nice. But that's probably my second surf in a year. Probably four surf in three years. Okay. Three and a half years. I used to surf every day until our second kid come along, which is fine. Life yep. is busy. Life is busy. Um, but I'm a bit sore, actually. Luckily, yeah, okay. the surf was small and that. Yeah. not have to paddle too much, but I, um, it was good fun. Went out with one of my mates. Excellent. It was just us two out there having a bit of fun. So That's uh, awesome. Weekend, mate, just worked. Yep. Had some people over Saturday night for a few drinks. It's good. Perfect. Yeah. What about you, mate? Well, I was. Uh, I took the young fella down to the uh, the big banana, mm. the water park. They got a little kids section there. Did he love it. He frothed it. Was it cold? Uh, the water was freezing. Was it? Yes, it was very <laughs> cold, but it was very quiet. It was nice. I thought for a Sunday it'd be hectic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then Monday we, I took him up to Dorigo, did a, a golf clinic up there for some for some kids. And you took him with you. I took Charlie with me. Took his little little tiny golf club, and he tried to tried to smack a few. Yeah. But yeah, no, he had a good day. Was that a long day for him? It was a long day. Um, you know, obviously an hour in the car, back and back, <laughs> oh, there, an hour back, and a few hours there. Did he so. crash out on the way home? He did. Yeah, he good. had a big crash. So yeah. um, then I had to run him ragged again that night to put him to bed at least an hour. Kids, mate. Yeah. Number two here yet? No, not yet. No. No. Ask me nine months, it'd probably still be no, but yeah, yeah, we'll get there. I keep practicing, mate. Yep. Anyway, (laughs) the the topic of today's podcast is dummy spits. Dummy spits, meltdowns, and also I wanted to have a little yarn about how we got into golf. I like it. I reckon. Um, Why don't we start with how we got into golf? No. You tell your story. It's probably Uh, a bit more exciting than mine. Well, not really. So my old man got me into it. Um, he started playing probably when I was, I'm going to say, like, I can remember seven or eight or something. Okay. And he started playing the Saturday comps here, and that's when they... You used to have to pull your socks up back then. I remember coming out, wow. here, coming out here with him a few times, and when we'd hop in the car, he's like, oh, I've got to get me socks. And I'm like, what do you need? What? And we'd get to golf, and everyone had the long socks up to the ankle, yeah. the knees, the white ones. Wow. It was pretty cool, so... And I've got a memory of him on the first tee here. I must have been playing, just walking around with him in the cart with him one day. And he was aiming on the 19th green. And you see these wicked, like, slides. <laughs> you could hear the ball whistle, man. He'd go that... And he'd aim out on the 27th, which is like... Uh, 19th, which is two fairways left. Yep. And cut it back to the centre of the first. Wow. <laughs> <Why>? Wow. <laughs> That's my first memory of being out here with him. Yeah. He got me some clubs... Uh, I used to have like a wooden wood and then a, a seven iron and a putter or something. Yep. But I, um, yeah, we used to have a house under the big banana, uh, under the Bruxton lookout on the western side. Yep. We had 10 acres there. And I used to hit a golf ball around there by myself. But I remember he had a set of retcos when they just come out. Okay. <laughs> I remember, I didn't, wasn't thinking, but we used to have a gravel driveway. Yep. And I don't know if he knows this story, but I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I used to hit balls like across the, the bananas. Yeah. And I used to make a tee out of like road base. Oh. <laughs> tee out of gravel and hit his brand new Retco clubs off. Oh, no. Not thinking about that. I thought like, that anything would happen. Yeah. I would look down and go, holy fuck. <laughs> and just you can imagine hitting off oh. <laughs> gravel rocks. There were scratches all over him. Yes. So I, um, I don't know if I got caught, but I reckon he would have known what happened. Yeah, no. It's pretty bad. You can't like, hit gravel and not not expect something to happen. And I think I put a big hole on top of it after he had him for a while, like a big dent. Oh wow! I wasn't too happy about that. No, but, not at all. But yeah, so I got into it from him. Then I had a few relos. Used to like it. Yep. 
They were alright at golf, so yeah. I kind of hung out there a bit and played a bit. But I would have been eight or nine or ten. Yeah. I think I played my first first nine old comp when I would have been ten. Fuck, man. I was, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, on the first hole, I was at Sawtell. Yep. Um, so I was still using the wooden wood, right? And we're on the first hole, Sawtell. And I used to be able to hit the ball. Like, I could hit it. So I put it on the tee, stood there, and I was shitting bricks. I was so young, but yeah. I was shaking. So I had an air swing. Then I had another air swing. Yep. <laughs> then I hit about a foot behind the ball, and the divot moved the ball off the tee. Yep. About two metres. So I just walked up to the ball and grabbed it. Didn't know. <laughs> and just put it back on the tee. <laughs> I looked over the dad, and he's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> you can't just go pick the ball up. Uh, no, I hit it off the tee. We walked into the fairway. He's like, all right, well, you're disqualified now, so this is just a fun nine-hole social round. <laughs> I was like... Oh, yeah. welcome to golf. What do you mean? Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know you just couldn't just go pick your ball up and put it back on. Look, you learnt young. It's probably better to learn that than than twenty oh, years down the track. Yeah, it still scars me that memory. Far <laughs> out. Uh, what about you? Uh, mine's pretty boring. So I come from a long line of non-golfers. So I don't have my my parents don't play. Just boring dancers. No, I don't even have any boring <laughs> dancers either. So I um I broke the mold a little bit. So. You know, only dancer in the family and, and only golfer. Um, my brother's, my brother's trying to pick it up now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so he's trying to play a little bit. But, yeah, start off, I was the only golfer in the family. So I was about nine or ten. I think I was ten. Yeah, um, right. I stopped playing soccer at nine. And my parents were big on you. You have to do a sport. And there was an old, rusty, dodgy-looking set of clubs in, in the shed, mm. hidden pretty deep. And I had it out one day, and I was swinging it, and my parents thought my swing looked okay. Yeah. They didn't know anything about golf, obviously, but Sweet. they said, oh, the swing looks okay, so I'm out for a, it was a three-day school holiday clinic here Yeah. Um, with uh, with Piercy and Matt, and yeah, right. I just never left after that. Welcome. I fell in love, so I've had a couple well, you rounds. Have, you do a good swing, so... It's okay it. sometimes, they had yeah. had a good eye, mate. Um, I've had a couple of rounds with Dad. We used to play the member sub junior foursomes, so they let him play as a as a non member. Um, but yeah, we never won that for obvious yeah. reasons. We'd have it's, a lot of shots. It's cool playing with your dad. Like I play with him a little bit. Yeah, and I, I love it. Yeah, like as we get along, awesome. I had a hole in one not a while ago, but I played with him. My yeah. first ever hole in one. So yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, well, uh, my dad was there when I had my hole in one. Yeah, yeah, I was twelve. Twelve. Yeah, I was twelve. Thirty-seven. Yeah. No, I um, <laughs> I was twelve years old. I was on the twenty-six here. Back when I had the two bunkers in front. Oh yeah. And I've knifed my three iron off the tee, and it's gone. It's only just made the fairway. Rolled like one hundred and twenty meters. Hit the flag at a thousand miles an hour mm-hmm. and went straight in. How good's that? And I remember Dad because he was. It was an eighteen-hole comp, and he was going to leave after nine because his knee was playing up. And I said mm-hmm. I asked him to stay, and he hung around. Poor bug is limping everywhere, and you've never seen the guy jump so high in his yeah, life. Right. As soon as I went in, he jumped that? everywhere, and I'm pretty sure the next day his knee was the size of a football. <laughs> yeah. So, um, oh, that's cool. But yeah, yeah, but three, yeah. three iron. It's knife. I've still got the three iron. Yeah. Yep. Is it the same as your one iron? That brand? No, no, no. no. So these were a Dynacast brand. Was oh, my, nice. my first, my first set of irons. Um, Dad always said if I ever get a hole in one, I'd uh, he'd buy me a new set of clubs. So I got mm. some new clubs after that. I got the GCRs. GCRs. Yes. Oh, good. Yes. How is it though? Like your first golf clinic was from Aussie and Piercy. Yeah. So was mine, right? Yeah. And we're eight years apart. Yeah. But he's now our boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's come back and he's here still. Full circle. I remember my first clinic. Well, we used to do it after high school, maybe. Yeah. After primary school. And I, I got like, my hands are really wide, like. They're broad, but I've got small hands, right? Yeah. So I used to interlock yeah. the club. And I was, we had the first clinic we had with Alzie and Piercy, and they are talking about grip. And me being me, I wasn't listening. I was talking to the kid next to me. And I looked up, and all I heard Alzie say was, an overlap, they're your options. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I fucking do interlock. So I just changed then and there. Yeah. I've been playing golf for like five years. Just changed on the spot to overlap. And that was it. And that was it. And now I can't grip the club properly because my hands are too small. <laughs> Well, look, I've got relatively small hands, and they're not overly wide. Um, yeah, I'm, I wear 
I wear a men's small glove, but I fit into a lady's large. So, <laughs> <laughs> what do you wear? Do you wear a... I wear the men's small. I need a small for, man's wetsuit, please. For, yeah, for my pride. <laughs> um, and I don't feel where I was going with this. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I had I had a baseball group for a long time yeah. up until I was probably about fourteen. Right. And then I I changed. So my coach. Um, Peter Tom got me the change. I went to the interlock, mm. and I did the interlock for a couple of years. And um, my fingers, so the three fingers that used to interlock started to swell, and the knuckles started to swell. So they're still there now. You can tell that one's swollen. It's got a bit of bend to it. Yeah, it got a bit funny. And I had I've had X-rays, MRIs, everything done on them because I was worried about juvenile arthritis. They said it's a bit weird that it only be in three fingers. So. Um, anyway, I was doing all that. I was telling my coach about it. He said, well, we're just going to, if it is causing your fingers to swell because of the grip, mm-hmm. we're just going to swap you to overlap. And so I've overlapped it ever yeah, since. Right. Yeah. The right. same as you. I don't have big hands, but yeah. I go with the, the overlap grip. And yeah, right. don't think I'll go back to, to interlock. Nah, it feels weird. Yeah, it feels weird now. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no, I've been through all the grips. So. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, but yeah, it took me a long time. I was baseball grip for a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My old man, so I, I gave him a lesson. He had to come and help me do some PGA stuff. And I gave him a lesson, and he's got a baseball grip. Yeah. But he's he's pretty busted from footy, but he almost lost two of his fingers in a sawmill accident. So his baseball grip, but these two he can't bend. It's yeah. so yeah. wild. <laughs> and he's like, just full, like, axe murder and lever kind of style. It's a miracle he can even hit it. Yeah, he does well. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, do you have any, like, competition memories from being a kid? Uh, did you win a club champs sub junior champ yeah I won the the sub junior champs so I won that I was 14 and the same year I won the the men's C grade champs here as well yeah so I only played one sub junior champs and that was the one I won because every year they'd have it I had a big dance comp I used to go to (laughs) yeah and then anyway um, the year that I won it. I wasn't dancing at the time, so I finally got to play, and yeah, I I took it out. I was pretty stoked with myself. That's good. I three part of the eighteenth to lose. No, (laughs) I was playing, and I would have been four or five behind after the first round because it was just Saturday, Sunday back then. I think yeah, Saturday morning, and then I was playing against like Mitch Boringer. Remember him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it It was pretty good. And I didn't reckon I was very good, but after nine holes on the first, on the second round, I think I was level with him. Yeah. And I, by the time we got to the seventeenth, I was, I was one up, coming up seventeen, up eighteen. All right, I'll run you through the hole. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty wild. I had a double and he parted. I think. Yeah. So we're on the eighteenth tee. If you don't know our course, you got the road right next to you, a bit of bush out of bounds, and and now entry. So I stood on there with a the driver, and I've always missed it. I've hit it straight right. It hasn't gone out of bounds, but it's gone like near our entry. Yeah. In the bundy. Okay. And then Mitch has stood up and he's hit it like 20 minutes past me in the bundy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sweet, we're still square. <laughs> so I get, get down to the ball and I've got a big gap to hit it out to about 130 out. Yeah. All right. So I set up. I think I tried to hit a three wood, punch three wood or something. I don't know. Yep. And I was looking at this gap. It's huge. And Dad was behind me. And I've hit this shot, and I've puzzled a three-wheel dog. It's fucked. I didn't know a three-wheel had a puzzle. I went went straight right, (laughs) went through this gap that would only fit a golf ball, (laughs) and went to like 80 out. Oh, no. And I was like, just gave the club to Dad. (laughs) He's like, no, shot. Looked at me with his sly little wink. I was like, holy shit. (laughs) How did that happen? Anyway, Mitch punched out, and he hit his third shot to like six foot. Okay. And so I I hit a, I remember hitting a full lob wedge. Yep. Off Ray, off uh, Wayne Scott from Bomble gave me a rest in peace, Wayne. Yep. And he was about eight foot tall. It was a rifle <laughs> 6.0. Oh, wow. Um, lob wedge, 60 degree, extra long. And he gave, he gave it to me, and I'm like four foot It'd eight. It'd be longer than yeah, you. Yeah, it, it was huge. <laughs> so I hit a full one of them in for my third. And the pin was middle, and back then it could be middle right a little bit. Yes, yep. And I was at the back. I think my first part, like, eight foot past. And then I missed... The one coming back up and then tapped it in. Then Mitch just hold his six footer for par. Oh. Mate, and I was so gutted. Yeah. Like, oh, I think I cried. Oh, I no. <laughs> I was devastated that I fucked up at the last. Oh. It was worse than bloody. 
anything you see on TV. Look, my God. I, I had a good one coming up, the same hole, the 18th, right? And this was the Adina Watch Classic. So I've won one of those watches. Yeah, well, I didn't. So they had a big tournament here. I lost it twice, one in a playoff and one this time. So this one, it was me and a guy called Jamie Hook. He's yeah. a kid from Southwest Rocks. He's a pro now. He's out playing and such. And we're tied up the 18th, and it's a back pin. And Hooky was just, he's the most consistent golfer you've ever met. He won't miss a green. He won't miss a fairway. Doesn't hit, wasn't hitting overly close, but he was just, he could putt fine. So he's just done his thing. He's gone plop and on the green. Anyway, so I'm up further than he is. I've got a pitching wedge in my hand. Up 18. Up 18, yeah. right? Which at the time was okay for me. And I've hit my pitching wedge, and it's flown, back pin, it's flown about two metres past the flag. Oh, no. Onto the down slope. It's then got onto the cart path and proceeded to roll 200 metres down the hill. So you get back down the 10th? I was hitting it next to the drain. <laughs> on 10. Oh, what did you have in, like, a 7 iron? So Yeah, from there, I think I hit 7 iron <laughs> up, and I made double and lost. So. <laughs> Try that wedge, 7, seven iron. Nine. <laughs> so that's my um, my defeat there. How did you feel when you knew your ball was down there? Look, I was that's a long steam way coming out of my ears, and we were the last group. And we had a lot of juniors here at the time, right? So um, I was about 15, I think, and we were a lot of kids around, you know, like 9, 10 years old. And I'm walking up here, and I had these bunch of kids, and they're good friends of mine now. They've come up to say, Brandon, what did you do that for? I went, mate. Yeah. You need to leave me alone. No, do, you think, do you think I tried? <laughs> <laughs> My lover not a fighter, that's the closest I ever come to hitting a child, I think. So <laughs> it, yeah, what did you do that for? Oh, don't oh, I didn't need to. Don't don't do this to me. That was heartbreaking. I've never seen a ball go down there. Yeah. I've hit off the putting ground a few times. Well I think a few weeks after that they made it all out of bounds. Yeah, right. That's where the lines of the car path come in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my sub junior one was a good one because I was, there was four of us and one person was leading by one shot Yeah, and three of us were all tied on the same score. Teed off the old 19th, that was a par three, it was 200, 200 metres, par three with a drain and so a it tiny a, It was drain. the hardest par three in the world and they made it so shit. Yeah. It used to be a really tricky one. Anyway, I've laid up, so I've gone, I've hit it short of the drain and all the other three guys went for it. I left for the par, they all made double, so all of a sudden I'm leading by one, yeah. and I didn't let go of the lead from there. Sweet. Yeah, so... Did they all hit it in the creek? They all hit it in the creek. Yeah, that was the best, <laughs> that was the best hole. It was big risk-reward. You know what they should have done? They should have moved the 19th tee back to either where the 10th tee is, yep. or over the path and made it like 230 metres short par four. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah, and then move the 10th tee either down or just left in front of the chipping green, so it was a proper dog leg. Oh, and yeah. And the 9-8th would have been par 35, instead of par 34 now. Yeah. And it would have been a sweet hole risk reward. It would have been. drive it down there or just lay up. Lay up and try to chip up the tiny little green. Yeah. It would have been so good. It would have been fun because it was, it was a very tiny green. Yeah. So it was hard to uh, hard to take oh, on. That's good. You held the lead for 17 holes. I held the lead for 17. Yeah. My C-grade club champs that same year, I was... Um, this is a great thing I love about C-grade. <laughs> so 30, 30 behind last round. I was five behind. <laughs> after um, three holes on the last day, so it was a four-rounder, last day after three holes, I'm ten behind. I'm still in second place. Yeah. I'm ten behind the leader. I proceeded to win by five. Wow. Yeah. It's, I, yeah, obviously couldn't do that in the higher grade, but right. C grade is what I love. I played the best 15 holes of my life to date. Um, well, not to date, but up until then. Today. Today, yeah, today. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he started to hit the gas, and... Who'd you beat? A guy called Kevin Mackay. Is that Ben and Sam's dad? Ben and Sam's dad. <laughs> ben and Sam won't let him live that down. He's copped his whole Has life he? after that. Um, we had a great day. Kev's a great guy. Yeah, so, he is. Um, but yeah, that's that's the man I beat, so... Wow, yeah, that's mine. i got my name on the wall. Mate, how many, how many uh, walls are you on upstairs? On a couple. Oh, yeah. I'm on... So they have two hole-in-one ones for me. So there's one for the members hole-in-one and the sub-juniors hole-in-one board. Uh, there's the sub-junior chance board on the pennants a couple of times, C-grade. They used to have a match play one. I was on the mm-hmm. C-grade match play um, board for a little bit. And I think that's it. I never... Sweet. I skipped B-grade, never played B-grade. 
I turned pro before I took a chance of winning A grade. So I'm a chopper. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. Little trophies, mate. There's a couple there. They, they've, they've become less and less than, yeah. as I'm getting older. They've taken them all down, out of the names and the... In the, They've taken a few boards down. All the parent stuff's down, no. Is it? Is it still up there? It's still up there. Is it? I'm pretty sure. No. Is it? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, look at your clubhouse more often. Oh, mate. So, why don't you tell us a story? Because I'm sure, like, you're a lovely man now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but growing up, I'm sure you're an angry little kid. Oh, I, I was never angry at anyone except for myself. That's the great thing about golf. I've never punched anyone who didn't deserve it. That's good. <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> I've never had a fight. What, what would you feel except like... Except for playing football. Well, it doesn't have to be a story about you. A story about what's the, the funniest, well, dumbest bit you ever... Someone losing their mind on the golf course. I've got a couple. Mine yep. was me. But yep. I've got a couple. Um, I used to live in Sydney and one of my mates down there, Damo, who's a really good cricketer, big fella... We went and played long roof, mm-hmm. and he he's he was a good cricketer, like played grading Sydney and stuff. So he can hit a golf ball. He's a lefty and like moves the ball. Yeah. So we we're playing long roof. We went and played eight holes there one Sunday afternoon, and we we're going to ring his missus after the game, get her to come pick us up. I don't think I had my phone. I left it at at, um, at home. Anyway, we played. We're playing like five or six holes. He's going all right. I'm kicking his ass, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It gets to like the 10th hole, I think it was, and he hits, I think it was a 10th. Anyway, he hit a couple of shockers, mate, like an old man shockers. So he turns around and just smashes his bag like three times with his club, and I mean like fully gives it to it. Yeah. And I'm like, man, you should never hit your bag. <laughs> he's like, why? I'm like, because you break shit. Yeah. And he's like, ah, fuck, it'll be right. <laughs> right up. Anyway, we finish the round, we go have a couple of beers in the clubhouse, because all right, we're scabbing the missus. We go outside, he goes to his bag, undoes the zip, goes to pull his old flip phone, because that's how old it was, yeah, that flip phone, yeah. pulls his phone out, goes to flip it, and just crumbles and falls <laughs> apart. <laughs> so when he smashed his bag, he, he his put phone. his like, five or seven eye through his phone. Oh. Mate, the phone was destroyed. Oh, no. <laughs> it was shattered in a thousand pieces. So I'm just rolling around pissing myself. <laughs> that's how I told you, man. I've never, ever hit your bag. I've learned. Yeah. <laughs> I've broken a shaft or two. It, it, it is so day. hard to not laugh at someone when they're losing their oh, mind. Because other times, like, man, you are unstable. I shouldn't <laughs> laugh. But it's so hard to resist. Well, because, like, you know it's not normal for them. And it's just funny. Like, I think it's funny watching people lose their shit on the golf course. Yeah. I love it. Like, never should you throw your clubs and be stupid, but... You know, it's hard. Sometimes you have to let there's, the anger There's out. nothing like around a golf to bring out the worst in somebody. Mm. I don't know what it is about the game. It can bring out the worst in you very quickly. Man, that was funny. That's a stunning I've, one. Um, I, uh, I did one to myself one day. We are playing, this is years ago, playing here. And uh, I was on the 25th, so third last hole. And I was going right. I was a few on the par, playing yeah. with my mates, having a couple of beers. And I four putted the twenty fifth green yep. for what's that double bogey? Yeah, and I wasn't very happy, so I four putted. Just happened to put my knee into my putter, and twang, I snapped my putter over my knee. <laughs> got the ball out of the hole. Calmly walked to the car, put the putter in the back of the car, got me club out for the next hole. I'm standing on the next tee, and the boys are like, "Mate, what's wrong with your knee?" I was like, what? And I looked down and I have blood everywhere. <laughs> like, everywhere. It was pissing out. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> They're like, what'd you do? Because they didn't see me break my putter. Yeah. Oh. I was like, oh, I can snap my putter over my knee. And then, of course, they're into me. But, like, proper gash, man. I still got a scar there. Wow. So I had to get, I got an old towel and wrapped it around my leg. <laughs> <laughs> then played the 26 with my lob words. Looked out for birdie. Yeah, and played twenty seven, hold it for birdie, and shot a couple under. <laughs> so I come in with a broken putter. I got claret everywhere, and yep. I was like, "What'd you shoot?" Like, oh, I think I had thirty nine points or something. Like, yeah, you're, you're, you're a donkey. What are you doing? Spitting it? I'm like, I know, I know. So ever since then, I don't, I don't think I haven't broken any clubs. That's that, was good. A, that was a long time ago. I've kind yeah, of, yeah. I've realised that it's nobody else's fault but your own. Yeah, it is, and sometimes it's hard to overcome that. Mm. But yeah, a few, few swear words get thrown out every now and then, but... And that's fair. I try and carry myself pretty calmly on the golf course. I love these it. These days. Well, look, on personal injury on the golf course, 
I've um, I've never cut myself like you at, right? So I haven't lost my mind and injured myself that way. But I've had a couple instances. I did have one guy while playing. Um, this was in the Adena Watch Classic again. Yeah. Playing with this guy, and um, he was losing his mind. He was throwing clubs, getting really upset. We're on the last hole, and he's teed up his driver, and he's hit it wayward. And he started, like, just swinging his club around, trying to get his tee out of the ground. He's having air swings, just going and swearing. And I couldn't help myself. And I've, I've started laughing. I'm trying to hold it in, and it's just it's coming out, and I can't stop. And he's turned around to me, called me every name under the sun, hurled his club at me. <laughs> it's hit me in the legs, snapped in two. <laughs> yes. And then that was that. I didn't say a word to him the rest of the, the, rest of the hole. He was shattered. He just broke his driver. Um, oh, yeah. What a loser. Look, that he was... He threw it at you. He threw it at me. <laughs> he did. So, if he happens to be listening to the podcast... What's his name? I don't know his name. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Um, I'm not going to name and shame the club either. I remember uh, the club, but I won't do that to him. Is it from around here? So, around here-ish. Yeah. Is it a small drive or a half an hour drive? No, I'm not going that far. <laughs> so, it was... It was Nearby-ish, yeah, right. within three hours. What kind of driver was it? Uh, it must be an old one, because it was steel shafted. Yeah. Yeah, hit my legs and went twang. Twang, solid legs. Yep, man. and then this is a guy I will name and shame. Yeah, so I had a, a mate of mine, Luke Feltus. So <laughs> I hope he's listening to the podcast. Sure he would be. I'm sure he will. So good friend of mine, Luke, and he's lost his mind one day, and he had a shaft that used to live in his golf bag. Purely for, like, it was for practice, but I'm sure it was just for spitting the dummy so he didn't break something. Anyway, so we're on the 15th green here. Um, or he's on the 15th green, I'm on the 16th tee. Yep. Right? And he's gone to his bag after whatever he's done. He's picked up his club, uh, he's picked up his shaft and he's hurled it and it's gone, bounce, bounce, into my leg. Oh, no. And stuck in my thigh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know what he had baited on the top of it. It's gone, dang, wow. into my leg. And then it, you know, it fell out. It wasn't, wasn't, stabbed, wasn't yeah. stabbed in, so it wasn't too bad. Did, but that, did you have to get a tetanus shot? No, I didn't. I didn't get it looked at, but <laughs> um, maybe. <laughs> I probably needed one. Um, but yeah, yeah, personal injuries to me on the golf course. <laughs> Mate, I, I punched a bloke in the hair on the golf course, but not, <laughs> <laughs> not in violence. <laughs> I probably should have started that differently. <laughs> Do you remember the... I forget what their names were. The McTeer boys, maybe? There was Craig and... Oh, anyway. I forget their names. They were good, good dudes. Mm. <laughs> we were playing one morning. And he he's a pretty good golfer. And he, he was missing all these greens. Yeah. And we got to, like, the fifth hole. What about our back nine? So 14 holes in or something. And he's like, cool, if I miss this green, you can punch me in the head. I'm like, okay, man. <laughs> so, so, like, 120 an hour, and he missed the green, and he came over and just put his head down. So, I just went, <laughs> and go him in the forehead. <laughs> and he goes, oh, man, what'd you do that for? I was like, man, you said punch me in the head punch if I miss the green. <laughs> it wasn't that hard. It was just like, he put his head down right on top of the hat. He said, look. Look. I think you've, you've made the same statement to me. You were playing the tournament here and you oh, went, Brandon, yeah. if I hit this right, yeah. you punch me in the head. Yeah. And I've never seen... Uh, you pulled it. So. Yeah. <laughs> you, you did not want to miss that right. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, I think my, I forget which brother it was. But I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> don't, be, don't be literal to me. <laughs> uh, He's had a couple of brain surgeries since so. <laughs> It's gone off the concussion. Oh, man. HIA. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I, I want to mention, like, I, a couple, like, I've been thinking about the, you know, the dummy spits I've seen in my life. Oh, yeah. I've got two of my favourites. Um, two that aren't me. I am going to start with one that's me. Mm-hmm. So, this was, again, I'm not going to name the club where I was at, because uh, it wasn't my finest moment, and I got into a bit of trouble for this. But... I, I, was, I haven't heard this before. This is going to be I've good. played, I was playing out there, right? And I've hit this shot. So this was with an iron that wasn't mine. It was a five iron. You know, I borrowed it from a friend of mine. Uh, the friend's Aiden, if Aiden's oh, yeah. listening. Yeah. Um, anyway, I've hit it and didn't like it. And I've launched it. And I got stuck in the tree. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's still there. 
Where's this at? I'm not saying where oh, it was at. Oh, it wasn't my finest moment. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want have bad dealings with the club. Um, <laughs> and it, so I've I've done that, and then I haven't said a word, and I've walked through some dense bush, which probably tells you where mm, I'm at. I know where you're at. I've walked through some dense bush. When you said out there, mm. <laughs> <laughs> walked through some dense bush onto a middle of a main road. So it's about 30, 40 metres through bush. And I'll let out the biggest F-bomb you've ever heard to the point where there was guys playing on another hole which is nearly a kilometre away and they told me they heard me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I felt so much better and I just walked back and just walked off. Yeah. Now, I don't think I ever repaid Aiden for the club, so I am gonna might have to do that. <laughs> He's getting married shortly. Did you like, travel off the club? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Got, throw in the club got both. Yeah. Got me kicked off a couple of teams and Oh did it? Yeah, it did. So I got back in, but they for that year I wasn't included. So um yeah, it wasn't my finest moment. Wow. I may have on the seventeenth of all lost my mind too, so What did you do on the seventeenth? I threw my putter to the eighteenth tee, so <laughs> <laughs> you're a psycho. Are you okay now? I'm I'm a lot better now. I've I've worked out some good strategies. Like again, it's just remember golf's just a game, mm. and um, you do that. You know, I am privy to to swear, but not loudly. You just go, you idiot, yeah. and then you move on. And then you start to work out over time that those things actually improve your game, rather than holding on and trying to let out all this anger because it just it just buries you. So you work out those strategies and everything goes on. So um, oh, I'm cool. I'm pretty good at that now. Yeah, haven't 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 broke a club in a long time, which is nice. Uh, my my two favourite outside of me stories. Mm. I was playing a tournament at Cessnock. Yeah. Right. So Cessnock, unfortunately, is no longer there. It's been sold. It was remodelled. Then I think they've knocked it down for housing or something. So really? yeah. Anyway, I was playing a tournament there, and one of the holes was this par five. It was a big dog leg, and tree lined. This guy's hit this shot. It's just on the edge of the fairway, and it's hit a limb on a tree and kicked 30 metres left and out of bounds. So he didn't really believe it. He didn't hit a provisional or anything. And we're trying to say, mate, we think it went out of bounds. Nah, no way. That's 30 metres, yeah, 50 metres away, whatever it was. He's walked up. We can see his ball just over this fence. So it's about two metre high, like, wide oh, fence, no. right? It's on the other side of that. He's proceeded to... Grab every one of his clubs. He's launched them over the fence. He's picked up his bag, launched his bag over the fence. <laughs> and the only, <laughs> the only way around that fence was 300 metres up the fairway. So he's walked 300 metres up the fairway, got his clubs, 300 metres back, and then another like 200 metres back to the tee. <laughs> to, to his, over the first he way. just lost the plot. Wow. Yeah. That would um, be cool to watch. <laughs> it was very funny to watch. Um, not as funny, my, my favourite one was in the <laughs> North Coast Open here. Yeah. And I'm playing with a guy and, um, playing, like, both mates of mine. And this guy's, we're on the, uh, the 25th. Yeah. He's hit his tee shot. He's hit his next shot into the bunker. And he's having a bad day. He's gone, that's it. And he's through his club, right? It's gone over the drain. It's got caught in those trees there. Yeah. And it's rattling around these trees. It fall, it falls down, it hits the bridge, snaps in two, <laughs> and goes in the drain, <laughs> which was full of water at the time. <laughs> me, me and my other mate, so the, like the other mate was uh, Vidla, yeah. um, and he's like we're on the ground in proper tears, <laughs> just just couldn't believe the series of events. It was like slow motion. Watch this, <laughs> ting ting ting. Onto there, snap in half in the water, and he's just looking. He's like, "What have I done?" And we're in tears. Who, was his Who did that? That was Blocker. What was his Blocker? name? Alex Freeman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Blocker was his name. <laughs> I, I love Blocker. So that was that was his moment. It was so funny, and I'm pretty sure that night. So I just turned 18, like the day before. Yeah. And that was my first night out. Was after that. Yeah, we did yeah, that, right. and then, then we went out that night. So that was my first night out at the Coffs. Wow. Yeah. Also, that yeah. was that was really fun. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, they're they're my favourite. That the one with Blocker was like I, I think of it now and I'll, I'll talk to Vidler and we'll mention it and we'll just be in tears. It's so funny. 
just how it all went down. I remember um, I played here with a few mates, and every time we play, you play a game amongst yourselves, have a bit of money on the line, yep. so it's pretty competitive. And we'll, it's me and Ricky versus Brock and someone else, and, and Ricky and Brock always have competition about everything in life. Yeah. So we get on the, I think the match was like all square, we get on the second last hole, and I go, hey Ricky, before Brock, when Brock's about to hit, just ask him if he breathes in or out. <laughs> When he hits and just see what happens, and he's like, "Why, my man? Just do it." So, so Brocky sets up. Then Brocky's a hothead sometimes. Yep, mate, all the time. He steps up, and Rick is like, "Hey, Brock." He's like, "What? Do you breathe in or out when you hit the golf ball?" And he's like, "Fuck, I don't know, man." And he goes back to his ball. He goes a couple of waggles, a couple of waggles, and you can see he just like he looks, <laughs> he looks uncomfortable. Like, he's like, "Waggle, waggle." What the fuck would you ask that, Rick? Why would you do that? And it just loses it. It was so funny. And then he ended up snap hooking it left and he was over. We won the last two goals. Oh. And it was Rick. He was in the You're a wanky, Rick. Why would you do that? And I was in the background laughing. The oldest yeah. trick in the book. Oh, I man. love that one. Oh, it's so good. It gets so many people. Yeah, it does. It's, it's a match play, play tactic. Anyone playing penance out there, man. Yeah. It's a classic match play tactic. Yeah, it was so funny. You just see him like waggling, waggle, like getting comfortable, and you can see something's not right. Why that? <laughs> it was gold. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's good. Do you have a um? What about like professional? Do you have a oh, favourite professional meltdown? Meltdown, um, one that you can recall. I can only recall like meltdown in golf, not in spitting. So well, like, a couple of famous meltdowns in golf. Yeah, not so much. Um, I just burped on air. I'm sorry. Not so much. <laughs> um, not so much spitting. Like I think Siwoo Kim broke his putter and part of his was that at the Masters. Something like that. Yeah. Part of his lob wedge and had like even part. Yeah. Um, but I can't remember too many. I think Sergio. Sergio's, Sergio's had a few, hasn't he? Sergio's had a few. I d- I did some research because I've got some favourite dummy spits. I did some yeah. research on the tournaments. Um, so there's a famous one where he, he's slipped on his drive mm. and he takes his shoe off, throws it into the crowd. <laughs> the crowd throws it back and then he proceeds to kick it down the fairway <laughs> without putting it back on. So that was the 1999, um, world match play champs. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was in a, was it La Costa Resort in California and he's just lost it. And it's because he, when he, that was his rookie season, I think. True. He's kicking it down the fairway, losing his mind. He's been a psycho forever. He's been a psycho forever. There's also, like, there was a good one, um, I don't know what tournament it was, but he just threw it straight into a river, like, on the tee, and just launched it. Think goes a shoe? No, no, his club. (laughs) (laughs) Threw his club in there. Uh, But I've got... Oh, Rory did that. Remember how he... Yeah, he did that. Yeah. He just kept walking. He just kept walking away. Um, There's a real funny one of the guy... I forget his name. Hits the pitch shot near the green, duffs it, just throws over his head into the water, gets his putter, and (laughs) moves on. Um, But I think my my two favourites. So number one is John Daly. He's had some classic ones. Um, Do you remember the 2015 uh, PGA Champs? No. So that's why he's wearing all the Larry clothes, right? And he's hitting this shot, and he's gone. I think he's hit like into the water, drop into the water, drop, and then he's just aimed hard left and just hit it so far left because he's over it. And then he throws it into Lake Michigan. So that's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just and that was this was like two minutes after he hit the shots. He's walking and they just lost it and threw it oh, wow. away. And then my favourite one is Woody Austin, 1997. So this is it's in it's called the Verizon Heritage, which is now yeah. the RBC Heritage, okay. right? And you would have seen it because he's hit his putt. He's then proceeded to get his putter. He's whacked it over his head five times, bent his putter, and he's bleeding from the head. Oh crap! <laughs> is he? Yes. So he's just he's lost it completely. He's, just, he's gone whack like it's so hard. He's bent the putter. He's noggin. Yeah, over his noggin. Wow! And then started bleeding. <laughs> so that's that's always a good one for me to I go Is back that to Woody that. Austin. Woody Austin. Far out, Woody. And I think it's plagued his career since then, so it always comes up. So didn't Sergio do one in a bunker somewhere? Where he yes, yeah, yeah. He's in the, stuck in the bunker, just started hitting sand yeah. everywhere. Lost in the And I'm pretty sure I think it was that one. You got in the crap over that. We well, did that, and the ball was. 
it, I don't know if it was still in the same bunker or went to a different bunker. If it's in the same bunker, it's a penalty. He's testing the sand. Testing yeah. sand. He's throwing, he's throwing <laughs> stuff everywhere. <laughs> There's some real gold ones out there. I think YouTube has like a top 10 PGA one. Mm. It's just people losing their minds. But well, it's good to see they're still human. They're still, like, and if you didn't get angry or upset, do, it means you kind of don't care in a way. You've got to have a bit of hurt. Otherwise, especially competition golf, if you don't get upset or care, then does it matter? Yeah, what probably, are you doing Probably then? not, yeah. That's so right. Gotta, it's got to hurt a bit. you just got to use it a bit different. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Use yeah, it a bit different. you got to have good strategies in place so you can get around a that. A random, um, random one. When was the first time you shot under par here? My first time under par here. Yeah, well, uh, I'm trying to think. 16, maybe? Yeah. So I think I was going through this story with you and I realised that wasn't the first time I shot under par. That was the story of the first time I shot even par. Mm. So the first time I shot even par, I missed a... Th- I remember because I won the nearest the pin on the third. A 30 centimetre putt and I missed it. <laughs> I then proceeded to, I'm even par coming up 18, I've hit my first putt, it's a pretty sleepy green, so it's gone to the hole, and then I've underbred it, and it's gone left, and then left myself about 30 foot, and then I've binned it. So that was my first even par round, right? It should have been under par, because I've missed a putt from wow. nowhere. You would have been pretty calm after that. Very calm. <laughs> my first under par round was one of my best rounds I've ever played. It was bogey free. Nice. It was in the um, in the Razorback Challenge here. Oh, yeah. So it's like the Black Tea Challenge mm-hmm. now. Um, and I was playing off five. And I've gone out and shot six under par. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, went out and shot six under par. One, obviously won the day. My first under par round was six under. Yeah. Yeah. How good is that? What about yours? Do you remember yours? Yeah, I was older because I, pl- I stopped playing. Yeah. I stopped playing when I was 15. Yeah. Had a few shits and hits and giggles for a while, but didn't really get back into it till I was like late twenties, yeah, mid mid twenties. And I remember coming back into it, starting to play a bit. I would have I shot one under and got so blind that night. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy. Got <laughs> so pissed. Went out, had the had the best night. Um, I was don't know how old I was. I reckon mid-twenties, man. Yeah. Because I didn't play much at all, like competition golf from 15 onwards. Yeah, okay, yeah. At all. Yeah. And then since then, I've, yeah, I've had a fair few. But um, what's your lowest here? Uh, my lowest here is six. Yeah, same. Mm. Yeah. You, you did that the other week. You did that the other week yeah. as well, yeah. Yeah, I've done six a few times, five a few. Yeah. Four, three, two, one, but yeah. How good is it having a bogey-free on the par? Bogey-free on the par is really nice. It's the best thing. It was nice. Especially, like, last hole again, I had, like, 15 foot. Missed the green, chipped up to, like, 15 foot up the hill and, and binned it. So yeah. And you're on that, your own eye. Yeah, it was. Even the, the hole before. So, it was a par five. Yeah. And there's a bit of water there and then, like, green and then the flag. And I pulled out a club thinking, I don't want to risk going and there's water right of the green as well. So this was seven. Um, sorry, this was the the eighth. Yeah, I didn't want to risk going in the water right. I don't know why I'm thinking because I'm flushing it. Mm. Right? And I want to go on the water right, but I'm far enough up that I can go over the water. Yeah. So I, I pick a club that's going to get over the water, but not far enough and go to the water right. Anyway, I end up flushing it, hitting it to, to about two centimeters. <laughs> <laughs> Tapped in eagle. Oh wow! <laughs> so that was just the adrenaline and everything yeah. going right. So. Um, yeah, it was a it was a great day out. Yeah, that was my first my first yeah. under par round. Was that one? Um, How yeah, good is it? Yep, I can still tell you to this day every single shot I had. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, and I remember that first time I did it. I borrowed a driver out of the shop here. Oh, did you? I didn't take that driver here. Oh, it was Strixon. Did you buy it? No. Nah. <laughs> it was ruining like my everything. Every time I do something good, I think I got to change. Yeah, that's fair. It could have gone fuck it, go and put it. Yeah. You do that. <laughs> no, I have noticed that about you. That is something you do. What about biggest meltdown, like leading lead meltdowns? Like, uh, like, who's had the biggest lead in the tournament and shat the bed? Look, there's a couple of famous ones, right? Yeah. Um, more recent one is obviously Jordan Spieth at the Masters. Oh, yeah. 2015, maybe? How many up was he? Do you know? I don't remember exactly, but he was a lot. 
Yeah. It was his first Masters, I think. Or first time leading, at least. He won it the next year, or two I, years after. I thought he went... I thought he went really good, then he won, then he shot the bird. No, because he, he must... He shit the bed twice, then. Because uh. the first time was when he was... Couldn't catch Bubba. No, I think Bubba caught him. Uh. And he lost it. There is that one... I forgot about that one, where he did lose it. He was plenty ahead. Yeah. And lost it. Um, and then, as an Australian, mm-hmm. the most famous one of them all, our friend Greg... Norman. Man, let's not talk about him anymore. Just gets sad sometimes. It does. McElroy at the Masters. He was so he was four up. Yeah. I'm not coming into the last round. Yep. He turned with a one up lead. Okay, so I looked into this one. I've done some research for once. I love it. So he's he turned after nine holes he was only one up. Yeah. And then he goes triple on ten. He bogeyed eleven. And he four parts twelve for a double bogey. And then he has a bogey on fifteen. <laughs> That's why I just he has some issues with that golf oh, course. Oh man! But later that year at Congressional, he won the major the US Open. I think it was that, oh, year, did that year, so he oh. backed it up really nicely. Yeah, backed it up nicely. Imagine that! Imagine going triple bogey and then a double. You've gone from one up to like three, four. Down. I wouldn't have stayed on the course long enough to bogey fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> like a four putt on twelve, the green's not that big. Yeah, but it's a four part. Yeah, no, but like I mean, like your first part's going to yeah. go. Just, I don't know. Yeah. Look, that's an impressive one. What about DJ? It's, um, what did, he screwed up the last hole on. I'm talking times I can remember here, so we're not going back. Yeah, yeah. At Chambers Bay, he was uh, one back coming out the last hole, and he stumps a three wood to like 15 foot. Yeah. So eagle to win, birdie gets in the playoff. He knocks his eagle part like three foot past. And then missed and it. And then missed it. Oh. So Spieth won his major. He'd be haunting him to this day. Man. Imagine three putting from 15 feet to lose a US Open. You, look, just to be in the position to be there, like that'd be unreal. And that's extraordinary on his behalf. But yeah, like those guys train better than that. That's heartbreaking. Like, he didn't, wasn't going to win it if he had a two-putt, but he's in a playoff. Yeah, you got a chance, right? A three-putt yeah. just gets rid of that chance completely. Wow. That's, um... That's hard, and I'm going to cry <laughs> thinking about it. That's <laughs> when Cam Smith comes through. He, yeah. 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 Didn't have a mullet or a mow then, just was like... No, it was just Cam Smith. Face. Is that the time he hit, like, last hole, he hit it to, like, two foot? Yeah. Yeah, eagle, yeah. And that's when DJ shut the bed. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That's about all I can remember. Like, yeah. Phil did it a few times, but I can't remember it. US Open. When yeah. Ogilvy won. Yeah, him and uh, Montgomery or something. Yeah, I can't like remember it. But though. he was heavy favourite. He just lost the plot. Was he? He just couldn't... He just kept hitting driver. And that driver was no good for him. Oh, sorry. Jean Vanderveld. Jean Vanderveld, yeah. That's the one I remember as well. I've got it written down here. Yeah. <laughs> he lost the 99 Open, I think it was. Okay. He was two up, coming down the last. Yeah. I think he hits his second shot into the water, the burn. So he drove it in the rough. Yeah. Second shot in the water. I'm yep. pretty sure he proceeded to try and hit it out of the water. Yeah. Didn't get it out. Then dropped it. Then chipped it up. And then two parted for a seven. Oh. To lose, to get into a playoff. Oh. So he only had to double the last to win. To win. And then he lost the playoff to Paul Laurie, maybe. Yeah, so that... Yeah, man. He'd have sleepless nights about that. Like, all he had to do was... He drove it in the rough. Yep. Just lay up short of the burn. Yeah. The water. Don't take it on. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. That, um... Yeah, that would sting. That would sting. I would have go golf up if that was me. Yeah, I probably would too. (laughs) Look, anyway, since since we are a golf podcast... Yeah. And, yeah... Believe it or not, we are professionals. This is what we do for a living, and we like to help people. I thought I'd throw a few stats out there that you might find a bit interesting. The stat man's back. The stat man's back. So I've got a few. So these come from, um, I was listening to a podcast called The Golf Journal. Mm. Great podcast to listen to. And they had a um, they had a, a guest on there called uh, Lou Stagner. Oh, yeah. So he works for um, Arcos. Oh, yeah. And they have, like, 
data points of over like 620 million shots played. Shit. So there's a lot of shots there and a lot of data they can go through. Some interesting ones they were going through, right? And something that really, um, you know, that I found really interesting. The difference between someone who plays off 18, so an 18 handicapper mm. versus scratch golfer. The average scratch golfer is only making 1.8 more birdies around than an 18 handicapper. So that's 18 shots difference and only 1.8 of them are birdies. So it's the mistakes that they don't make. It's the mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, so they're making less doubles, less triples, um, you know, better short games, all that sort of stuff. But I found that really interesting. You'd think an 18 handicapper and a scratch golfer would be four, five, six birdies difference. you think it would be way more. Yeah, right? But it's, yeah, 1.8 on average. It, obviously, that varies person to person, but on average, 1.8. From a scratch golfer to an 18 handicapper. Correct. Holy crap. Yeah. I found that very interesting. And then another one was, because I know, you know, golf is, and there's no argument, it's all short game, right? That's how you improve, it's how you get better. But um, he was saying, on average, and again, person to person, it varies. For every 10 yards longer you can hit it, mm. it's almost a shot off your handicap. Right. Yeah. So if you're doing some speed training, you find yourself you're doing it hardcore, and you find yourself an extra twenty yards, it's probably going to equate to about two shots off your handicap. Wow. I found that very interesting. So it shows you know distance obviously has a very important place. If I can go from driving at two twenty to three hundred, I'm going to lose four shots. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. You also can't do maths because that's eight. Is it? Didn't you say 20 yards gets you one shot? 10 yards. Ah. Even less. Shit, I'm going to lose eight shots. Yeah, you're going to lose eight. <laughs> you're going to be playing I, 15. I've said it a few times. I only went to year 10. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get all the way there. <laughs> Believe it or not, I was in advanced maths in year 9 and 10. Were you? Yep. Yeah. Couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I was there. I was <laughs> they what put ha- me there. What happened was, I went really good in year 7 and 8 in just an intermediate maths class. Mm-hmm. Killed it. Because that was where my brain's at. Yep. They put me in advance, and I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't the best student. Like never did anything wrong, but I just struggled to. Look, it's a different type of mathematics. Struggle to pay attention. Yeah. They put me in advanced maths, and my God. Yeah. I had to get tutoring. Got tutoring. Yeah. It kind of worked. Yeah. But it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, how do you get to year ten? I love that. You made a good call. Oh, yeah. I was making money at 16. Look, it's not bad. Hey. It's not bad. Hey. Qualified by 20. Yep. So, anyway, I was listening to that, and it got me thinking about some other stats. So I started doing a heap of research, having a look at some interesting stats I thought we might find cool. Yeah. So, one I found interesting, so a person, like an average 10 handicap golfer, mm-hmm. obviously it, it depends on the person, but your average 10 handicap golfer from 115 metres will only hit the green 50% of the time. Okay. Now, a scratch golfer, that same percentage is from 150 metres, so they'll hit the green half the time from 150. PGA Tour is 180. So it's a pretty big leap you're getting yeah. from you know, a 10 handicap golfer to a to a PGA Tour player. They're increasing that. So it just goes to show, like, if you're playing off 10 and you're having a hard time getting around, ball striking has a huge impact on what, you're, yeah. what you can achieve. So... That's wow. where that's and that's too where stats come become important because that's just a very general, vague yeah. sort of statement, right? So that's just going off an average. You might have the you know you might hit 115 metres. You might have the same sort of level as a scratch golfer. But if you're putting like a 20 handicap, but how many people who we coach who hit their three or five or 160 metres? Yeah. Think they should hit the green every shot. Yeah, correct. Where the best players in the world, that's hundred. So that'd be about one hundred and sixty-two meters. Yep. That the PGA Tour. Yeah. Is hitting fifty percent. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Everyone here, well, not here, but everyone thinks they should hit the yeah green every shot from one hundred and fifty, one hundred and sixty. Yeah. It's crazy how how similar it is, but how about how big the misses are. Yeah. So like, PGA Tour, their misses they don't miss. Yeah. So like, their misses are bogeys. Yes. There's no compounding, no doubles, no yes. triples, no. What about, like, I didn't write this down, you got me thinking of it. Do you know, like, from a putting standpoint, mm. right, so give you an idea what we're talking about. So from three foot away, PGA Tour average is like 99 point something percent make, yeah. yeah? What do you think the 50% range is? How far do you think 50% make is? Seven foot. You're pretty close. It's about 7.5 yeah. 
or 7.8. So I show that to a lot of people I teach. Yeah. I say, what do you think they'll make from here? And I get a lot of 80%, 70, 80%, and it's only 50. Yeah. 50% for a lot of people I ask isn't back until about 15 feet. So mm. they think they're making all these parts, but they're not really. No. you got to put it in perspective and you got to... Um, like on TV, you see all the parts that drop. Correct. And so the 140 people playing, you don't see everyone holding. We well, see that. You'll see the top three players in the world, and then you'll see the guy leading the tournament. Yeah. You don't see the guy who just made the card. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you got to put that into perspective. And uh, it's a pretty important one, because you can do that and be real about your expectations. Your goal's going to get better. Yeah. I think we set unrealistic expectations for ourselves. You think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit. A little bit. Look, my um, my last one I found pretty interesting. Right, so from 70 metres away. Yeah. Your average five handicap golfer is more likely to make a, bir- a bogey than he is a birdie. Wow. 70 metres is a long way. Wow. You change that to yards, like 77, 80 yards. It's not a long distance. No. But and they're more likely to make, make a bogey. They're more likely to make a bogey than a birdie. So they're probably going to make par a lot of the time. But they're more likely, percentage-wise, they're more likely to do that. Yeah. Where... PGA Tour from 70 metres away, just to give you a bit of an idea. Um, from 70 metres away, the average proximity to hole is 13 feet. And from 13 feet, the average putt maker is about 30%. So, you know, they're hitting it to that and they're probably, you know, one in three. Yeah. And they're making booty. So it's a pretty big difference compared to... Massive. Maybe you know, I might make bogey. Wow. And it's like, that's just over a long range of things, but... Yeah, that's just putting into perspective. That's where you need to keep stats. It's so important. Chipping and putting. Chipping and putting. And then keeping stats how, on. How good are you from 70 metres? I'm okay. When, when my day's on, like, you've played with me a little bit. My my close to the green isn't all that great. It's getting mm. better. Um, my yardage from, you know, 70 to 100 is okay. And my putting's PGA Tour level. No, <laughs> your putting is good. I, I putt okay, so okay. I I've I putt pretty well. You do now. Um, yes, floor. yes. No. Um, my wedge is like and like anyone like from seventy meters when I'm on, it's pretty good. So yeah. I I feel pretty solid there. Um, I wouldn't put myself seventy meters away. I feel like I'm going to make a bogey, but yeah. So I don't feel like that happens often. I just found it pretty interesting to hear that stat. So is that crazy? It's just, um, yeah, something you can probably put into perspective. And then, yeah, if you're serious about getting better at your golf, is start to look at keeping some stats. How many yeah. fairways are you hitting? How many putts are you having? How many up and downs are you having? From- it's funny because people think they're bad putters, right? Yeah. So they might miss... <clears throat> they might miss seven footers all day. Mm-hmm. But they're putting from par from seven feet. So you, you go through the weeds of it with them. You're like, okay, why are you putting from par from seven feet? Just say they're off six, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I hit my second shot in the bunker. Okay. How far out were you? 120. Yeah, okay. How, how are you out of bunkers? Oh, I hit it to about 15 foot all day. Yeah, okay. So, you're not meant to make it from 15 feet. No. PGA Tour levels 50% from 7 feet. Yeah, that's right. So, maybe your putting's not that bad. No. You've missed a green from 120. Yeah. And also, your bunker play. That's where the numbers don't lie. So you you, you can't lie. No. So if you keep those numbers, they they can't lie to you. Yeah. And you start looking at, you know, how many how many people do we see that come down and say I want to hit my driver better? Yeah. And they hit the driver, and it's probably the dispersion's probably within ten meters. It's yeah. like, well, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just do that. <laughs> but then you actually talk to them, work it out, and then you realize, okay, well, they can probably drive most of the fairways, but they're not making the green from there. Yeah. So that's where those numbers are so important. Yeah. So if you're looking to improve your golf, start keeping some numbers. Keep some stats. And don't, you know, it's not, yeah, you're not trying to try to pull yourself apart after one or two rounds. It's trying to keep stats over a long ten, time. Ten round, ten round averages. Yeah. And then you work it out from there, yeah. right? So it's like, um, I was listening to, again, this, uh, the Louis Stagney was going through, if you flip a coin, if you flip it four times and it comes up heads three times. You can't sit there and just assume that's going to come up heads, you know, 75% of the time. Because mm-hmm. that's not true. You haven't had enough things. If you flip a coin a thousand times, it comes out to pretty close 50-50. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's, you got to do it over a long period of time. Absolutely. Keep those numbers every round and then start to, you can work out your game from there, where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are. And then come see us. And then come see us. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mate, uh, what's on this week? 
This week is playing golf. No. no, unfortunately, I've got a few um a few things I'm doing, and then I don't know what the weekend's going to bring. I'll have to ask Emma. She plans everything for me, and I say yes. She well, she tells me, and then I don't put it in the calendar because I don't want to put it in the calendar, and then I forget, and then I'll sit down, watch the football, be disappointed in the Dragons again, and yeah. go to bed. They're not looking too good. No, no, it's been disappointing. But, you know, I've had such good weeks. You know, if I'm not disappointed a little bit, I can't look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, big plans? No, nah, mate. Just um, work. I'm working all weekend again. Yeah. And then Teddy's got his school athletics carnival tomorrow, so I might um, That'll be fun. come into a few lessons and I might sneak off for that. That'll be fun. I miss the athletics bit, though, because I've got to work. Yeah. When the athletics is on, I want to see him run. Good runner. We played soccer on Saturdays, first game this year. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's pretty funny. We got there and one of my mates, my good mates, he was there and his kid was on the other side. Yep. He's like, oh, we're having a yarn, blah, blah, blah. And before he walks off to go to his son's team, he's like, do you want to have 20 on it? <laughs> 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 on the result? I'm like, okay, man, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, good idea. Yeah. So we play them. Teddy goes, my son goes and scores three goals. The other yeah. Guy, I think they beat him like ten to one. Yeah, <laughs> and then we played another t- side, and Teddy Teddy was going good. Yeah, he was killing it. And then after after we finished, because you played like a round robin, because yeah. you're only young, it's four versus four. Yeah, when we finished the day, I walked up to him. I was like, "Do you want my bank details?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "No, nah, we didn't. We didn't shake." Oh. And I was like, "Fuck off, man! You're the one that said you it. You can't do that. Yeah. He's he's pushed out." I was like, "You're the one that came up with it, not me." <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Uh, that is just how he goes. Don't have twenty on it. <laughs> like, is it legal to bet on children soccer? Okay, man. That's funny. Oh, very good, mate. Well, man, we awesome. might wrap this up. Yeah, We're still yet to get our first email. So if anyone wanted to email the slappy cut at gmail dot com, any all ideas right. or funny stories? Where yeah, we're all ears. Perfect. Thanks, Excellent. guys. All right. Thanks, everyone. Later.